Hello and welcome. My name is Sean Rogers and I'm the founder of My Legal Club. My Legal Club provides you and your loved ones with full legal support in every area of law when you require it. Enjoy savings and rewards all year round when you do not need legal support. You do not need to be a member of My Legal Club to benefit from free legal advice from our leading UK specialist solicitors who have been cherry-picked due to their performance and pricing. We also offer do-it-yourself online legal documents enabling to draft items like your own will, a lasting power of attorney, a change of name deed, divorce proceedings and much, much more. We're currently offering two free trial periods at mylegalclub.co.uk. Your free trial will include things like a £20 restaurant discount, you get rewards at leading UK restaurants, a free online will, a free dash cam and lots of other great benefits. As an example of how you can save on legal fees, our members are saving over £500 on personal injury claims by using us and not solicitors who charge 25% of your compensation. We also have a free newsletter with lots of special offers and savings to benefit you and your family. Today's show is about divorce and I am delighted to be joined by Ren Mukari from MSB Solicitors, one of our award-winning panel firms on My Legal Club. We're going to go through the five key considerations if you're contemplating divorce and the first one is somewhat obvious but important nevertheless, is the relationship and marriage really over Ren? So it seems pretty obvious from the outset, but you'd be surprised how many people start the divorce process, regret it, change their minds, and then has to instruct someone six months down the line. Um, you need to exhaust all options between you and your partner, make sure it's the right thing to do. During the divorce process, there's so much going on, so many decisions you have, you have to make. One less worry is knowing whether or not you're making the right decision. So between you and your partner, decide whether or not this is the step you want to go down. And secondly, yourself personally, whether you are emotionally ready to take on divorce. It's quite a stressful period of time. It takes quite a long time. Um, so often we ask clients to go to their GP and seek support from a counsellor or a therapist to make sure that they're going to be making decisions during the divorce process um, without thinking about their heartbreak thinking about it logically with their children in mind, with their future in mind, to make sure they make the best decisions. Wise words. Um, I must say, not every relationship is rescuable and not every relationship is positive. And obviously, some of them ending is exactly the right thing to do. However, um, it is worth considering, I think, that if you're not in a great state, even though your relationship ends, you might take... Um, not your best version, shall we say, with you into every relationship thereafter. So getting yourself right physically, getting yourself right mentally, getting yourself in peak state, whether you're going to remain in a relationship or whatever decision you're going to make, my own personal view is that should be your starting point. There are things like counselling, there is things like relate, and like you say, if it is the right thing for you to do, then at least make sure you're prepared um, and aware of what it in involves, I suppose, before you go down that line. Um, I must say, if you're watching this and you're scared or threatened or uncomfortable in a relationship, you may or may not have heard of Refuge or Women's Aid. Um, the number for Women's Aid is 0808 uh, 2247. Um, and there's a men's advice line as well, which is 0808 801 Something I think people think is automatic, that if you want to get divorced, you can. Mm -hmm. um, it's important to recognise you have to have grounds for divorce. 
Um, do you want to take us through, Ren, what they are and tell mm. us a little bit about them? So there's one fact, which is that your marriage is broken down. But improving that fact, you have to rely on one of five grounds. So there's adultery, there's unreasonable behaviour, there's desertion, there's two-year separation by consent, and then there's five-year separation without consent. So the main two that we ordinarily use is unreasonable behaviour and two years by consent. Um, a lot of people immediately instruct us wanting to use adultery, but it's more difficult than it sounds. You need to prove the act, which opens up a can of worms. So um, what we usually do is rely on unreasonable behaviour, but on the inappropriate association with a third party. Right. That means you've got the adultery in via the unreasonable behaviour route, and you're taking back control of the petition, because if you rely on adultery or two years by consent, you're relying on your spouse to agree to the divorce petition. And when you're faced with a lot of controlling relationships, you won't get that consent. And that's the whole basis of a divorce. You want to grab and the opportunity by both hands using you know your own views your own opinions and your own words in that divorce petition so um, our advice would usually be to go down the unreasonable behavior route what are some examples of unreasonable behavior people are, are watching the show or they've got a loved one or a friend who's having a, a really tough time in the marriage and they're thinking about divorce what would be some examples um, of unreasonable behaviour that you would receive as a, as a lawyer and say, yeah, we, we can probably proceed with it. So what people don't really know is that unreasonable behaviour is subjective. So what's unreasonable to you would be very different to what's unreasonable to me. So the courts accept that. So it opens the door to a wide variety. So what we usually get is, again, the inappropriate association with a third party, but we get a lot of controlling, cohesive control nowadays is huge. Um, I think legislation is opening the door to accepting the fact that you don't have to be physically abused, you can be emotionally and uh, controlled. So we get a lot of those petitions. Um, many viewers might know that in, in the press was the case of Owens versus Owens where a wife simply said she was unhappy. Um, a judge said that being unhappy isn't enough. You have to use your own subjective experiences but make sure you pass the threshold because what you don't want to do is do a weak petition in the view of keeping things as amicable as possible but having the petition refused and returned to you because it's just going to delay the process. What would be some of the um, I say more softer versions of unreasonable behaviour for instance I don't know would it be you live in separate lives would it be like ships passing in the night you know um, from the people that I know that have been through this, it could quite often be that living separate lives, you know, there's no passion um, without, <laughs> on a show like this without going into too, too much detail. Um, what kind of things would, could be grouped together for unreasonable behaviour at the sort of lower end of the spectrum? So um, the court will consider when you got married, um, you put the date of the marriage in the petition, and it will accept the fact that you might not be the same people that you were when you got married. Um, you grow up differently, you evolve into different people that you might just not get on anymore. So, you know, if you're trying to keep it as amicable as possible, yes, you lead separate lives, um, you don't communicate anymore, you feel unloved, you feel as though potentially your parenting styles are different, um, but it has to be true um, and it has to represent the marriage breakdown. You should put in your petition what you want to put down, not what you think your spouse will want to read. I've never seen a spouse. That's a key point, yeah. I've never seen a spouse like what's been said in the petition. 
but you don't need their consent and that's the beauty of it. Finally, we're getting a lot of people that have their voice heard in the divorce petition um, and there's legislation coming out trying to change that to say it should be a no-fault divorce. But I think it's important for a lot of men and women to be given the opportunity to write down on a piece of paper why they feel unloved, why they feel the marriage is broken down. Um, and sometimes they like to be empowered to say this is their decision, not a joint decision. They're finally taking their lives in their own hands and making the decision that the marriage is over. Yeah, and it is very private. Whatever the grounds are, you know, it's not going live on ITV. No. You know, it's not going out to friends and family unless someone really wanted to start disclosing that kind of thing. So. Like you say, you're spot on. Someone's not going to like mm. whatever the grounds are in their suspect on a lot of occasions. But um, it is more private than what people may think. Um, preparation. Um, someone decides that they want to get divorced. They might have had initial conversations with their other half in relation to uh, going through that process. Uh, what would your advice be about things like, you know, you're probably living together? Um, you've probably got debts together, or at least a mortgage, maybe. Um, then you've got the living arrangements, children involved. You know, wh what's your experience of sort of advising people on those kind of topics, or where have there been errors where, by the time you're instructed, you sort of wish you could have gone back and given mm. them that advice earlier? Um, well, the priority is the children, so you want to make sure. I mean, we've we've got many cases where they're both still living in the same house. But whether or not they do, whether they move out, they need to know what's going to be happening with the children. Who's picking them up from school? Who's having what weekends, birthdays? You want to limit the impact on the children as much as possible. Um, that will also prevent any Children Act proceedings being issued in the future. Um, and, and, you know, try and write something down, but accept that you, you might need to get your diaries out. You might need to give yourself until the next six months to see what's happening with the children with holidays. Um, in terms of the finances, many people don't expect to get divorced, so they don't think about what bills are in their name, how much they pay into the joint account, who pays the mortgage. So if they're going to be moving out, you need to see who's paying what, who can afford what. If there's a main breadwinner, to appreciate the fact that until these proceedings are over, you may not be in a couple anymore, but you still have responsibilities to your spouse to make sure they have a roof over their head for the children. Um, I've seen a lot of cases where maintenance is stopped. You know, someone has to pay for rented, so they don't want to pay for the mortgage on the house anymore. That house is where your children live, so it's in the best interest of the children. Um, and a court won't necessarily be impressed if you start to, you know, take, you know, your own personal issues out on the finances and the children. So make sure you've got an agreement with regards to debt, bills, property. Um, and most definitely the children. Yeah, it's worth bearing in mind the children will get to an age where they'll ask mm. what went on, what happened. Um, you want to make sure that you've um, acted in the right way and in a way that you can speak to your children about as and when the time comes in later life. I mean, I, it's something from personal experience. I went through it. Um, st stuff as a child, I've gone through stuff as an adult. And I think um, anyone uh, watching this who's got a loved one um, or it's yourself and children are involved, um, just because mum and dad aren't together doesn't mean that the children can't still enjoy all the benefits of family life. Um, you know, I was speaking to someone the other day at the gym who him and his new partner um, every Christmas have his ex-wife round, her mm -hmm. partner comes round, the kids are all together, that's what they do every year. They go to all the birthday parties together and whilst that sounds a bit idealistic and I mm -hmm. get that because it might be, you know, you might have a partner, your ex might not, might be vice versa. Um, there's all sorts of 
political issues, I suppose, there. But the most important thing, like you say, kids first. Mm -hmm. There's no reason for them to miss out on um, their, uh, the benefits of a family unit just because mum and dad aren't together, like I said before. And I think, remember, I think if you put them first, which everyone says they do, mm -hmm. you've actually got to commit the actions on that and not just say it, haven't you? But putting them first is very different to using them as a weapon in yeah. your divorce. I think a lot of people think they're putting their children first, but really it's maybe the only element of control they still have in the relationship, and they want to prevent contact. They want to alienate the children against their spouse, and they need to make sure that's very two, two very different things. Oh, completely. I mean, I, I, I worry about my little boy a lot, and I have to remind myself when I'm worrying about my little boy, um, do you know what, 90% of it is me worrying about me. Mm -hmm. It's not really worrying about him. I'm worrying whether I'm doing enough for him. I'm worried whether I've done enough for him. I'm worried, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you've just said. Sometimes thinking you've put the kids first is actually you thinking mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. And actually not looking at it objectively in terms of what they need. Um, also, divorce, you said before that it can take potentially a long time. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of timescales would manage people's expectations? And what can they do to kind of accelerate this process? So, um, like we said before, you need to be emotionally ready. So usually when people are emotionally ready, they want things done quickly. So the, the, the more you can do to prep beforehand, the better. I mean, we get calls now saying, you know, I want to be divorced before Christmas. Well, that's just never going to happen. Um, and a yeah, lot Christmas 2020. <laughs> well, exactly. So I think the more you've got to do whilst technically you might still be in a relationship or you're not, but you, you're not quite ready to issue that petition... I'd say get your ducks in a row, make sure you know what assets there are in the marriage. You'd be surprised, and this is no criticism because you don't expect to get divorced, but you'd be surprised to know how few people know what their mortgage is, who it's with, how much they pay, who pays, how much is outstanding. Because it's looked after by one party. Yeah. Or, yeah, and if you've got a 20-year mortgage, you've been living in the house for 10 years, you know, you, naturally you wouldn't know. Um, but things like if you've got multiple properties for each property, know, know how much it's worth know how much the mortgage is outstanding um, and um, you see TV so um, if people have pensions you need to know the value of your pension so you need to know what's in your pot so um, you would ask your pension provider what the cash equivalent transfer value is so that's CETV um, and that could take up to three months you know with NHS police pensions that takes a large chunk of time so when you're ready to issue, you don't want to be delaying those three months. So ask, and, and, and even if you're not getting divorced, I think it's quite helpful to, if you've been paying into a pension for years, to know what that pot is. Great advice. And I think also, you know, the other thing is, it might not always be as amicable as you'd like it, but I'm sure there's a number of agreements and things you can discuss. Um, you know, I, I don't know, don't have the idea that you go to lawyers and say, I want a divorce, and then they do all the mediation mm. for you and they... T put everything in a nice bow for you. I think that really what you want to do if you want to accelerate this process is reach as many agreements um, with the other person as you can. And then your role, you'll be able to advise whether they're legal, whether they're advisable or whatever. They're not set in stone. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like you've said, you can start making the, the data subject that request or whatever it is that you need to do to enable you to get your hands on the documents that you need um, and hopefully accelerate that process. Divorce options. Mm. Um, I was intrigued by this. I did not know that 50% of divorces are rejected due to form errors, which I just found. I mean, that's amazing. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that 50% is people who haven't used lawyers, by the way, <laughs> 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 and that they've done it themselves. Because you hear a lot now about 
online divorce, um, about people using divorce packs online, about people needing lawyers. Um, some of the research that I've done on this, um, I don't come from a background of being a divorce lawyer, but um, I think a lot of people think they can go online or do mm. it themselves. And I'm not just saying this for the purposes of this show. It's not advisable. It's just not going to suit them. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, the options for divorce and, and any issues you've seen um, where people have made errors or come to you where mm -hmm. they don't understand the financial consent order or things like that? So... Um the government are trying to make it easier for people to do their own divorce. So you'd be surprised how little information there is on a divorce petition. Um, but if you make an error and at the end of the line you finally get what's a decree absolute, which means you're divorced, if the date of marriage is incorrect, if your names are incorrect, you're not actually necessarily divorced because your divorce isn't technically true. Um, and we get in a lot of um, incidences. You say whether someone's representing themselves, but also necessarily solicitors in, the, in respect of Liverpool's the central hub for divorce in this area. So even if you don't live in Liverpool, a large majority of the divorce petitions will get sent there. Because Liverpool is so overwhelmed with divorce petitions, they'll dispatch a lot of divorce petitions to different courts. Now, different courts do things differently. So um, the Liverpool court doesn't necessarily ask for a statement of reconciliation, which is what in the olden days we used to um, attach. But the courts that dispatch the divorce petitions do ask for that. So you'll get into the situation where you think that you don't need to attach something, but Liverpool's not the court dealing with your petition. So you're at the back of the queue then. Um, my colleague rung the, rung the divorce line last week, and there's a delay of eight weeks in, in, in wow. issuing your divorce petition. So even before you're, you're seen, even before your petition is looked at, you're waiting eight weeks. Now imagine making a mistake, so a wrong date or your unreasonable behaviour not being high enough. Being at the back of the queue. You're then at the back of the queue. Um, and then next thing you know, you, you know, m the months go on, you don't know what tensions have been raised in the interim, you don't know if you know the situation's got worse. So it's not just solicitors trying to get your money, it's legitimately the mistakes are being made and it's just really simple ways that you can avoid that. Um, a lot of mistakes are the fact that people think that if you get divorced your finances are sorted, that's not true at all. Um, if an agreement's reached, perfect, that's fine. We have no issue with people coming up with their own solutions, it's their finances, you know, we're their mouthpiece, they give us their instructions. Um, but until you have a legally binding court order sealed by a judge, your agreement isn't legally binding. And most judges want our solicitors to have drafted that financial consent order, as I understand it, or at least reviewed it. Yes, yeah, so we get a lot of um, judges that once you file your consent order, even if the other party is in person and you're, you're representing your client, judges want to make sure that no one's being pressured. And if you don't have solicitors a lot of the time, the judges won't know. Um, they don't know whether the litigants in person appreciate what they're signing or whether they've just been told to sign it. So sometimes a lot of consent orders will be refused and rejected until you seek that independent legal advice. Um, so, And it also needs to be in the correct format. Um, you don't know what certain clauses mean in the future. You do, it's, people need to know whether it's a clean break. People need to know whether they're going to be getting spousal maintenance, a lump sum, when, if their lump sum isn't received, what happens, what, what they can be given to protect themselves. 
Um, there are little tricks in the trade that us solicitors know that you wouldn't know if you were a lay person. Um, and also, if an agreement is reached, um, you need to make sure that there's disclosure. So I've had clients say, you know, I've been married to him for 30 years, I know what's in his bank account. Um, and then we ask for the disclosure and there's inheritance or there's a great-grandmother's ring that's been given to yeah. them. So um, the importance of disclosure, I can't... I mean, we'd be negligible if we didn't ask for that. And solicitors have been, you know, looked down on for just rubber stamping an agreement when, you know, we're not doing our jobs properly if we don't know what assets your partner has. Um, and people often think that spousal maintenance is historic. It's not. It still happens. It's not necessarily going to be for the rest of your life. Um, but, you know, we can advise you on if you're to get spousal maintenance, if so, for how long. Um, so, you know, try and do as much as you can yourself. But I don't think it's as easy as people think it is. Yeah, we've got a lot of information on the My Legal Club site um, on the divorce page about mediation, about potential fee remission. Mm. Um, there's lots of stuff on there about the pros and cons of whether you want to go down an online sort of divorce pack route. My advice would always be come to us uh, via My Legal Club, speak to uh, one of our leading panel solicitors and take a view. Um, I think it'd be rare for online divorce or a divorce pack to be right for, you, for, the, for the people involved. If it is, you're still going to need a financial consent order, like we've referenced, being drafted by lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, more likely, especially with children involved, property involved, nine times out of ten, you're going to be looking to have the right lawyers look after you. And I think it's important that you're not looking for lawyers that are going to use a hammer to crack a nut. And You know, we're looking for a lawyer that appreciates that you want to have things as amicable as they mm. can be. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I think it's been a great show. Um, if you or a loved one is contemplating divorce, um, we hope today's show, show will be helpful. Um, please take a look at mylegalclub.co.uk. Um, we offer a number of solutions for divorce. As I said before, there's lots of information on there about mediation, fee remission, online divorce, uh, using our solicitors. Also, if you sign up to the My Legal Club free trial, um, you benefit from a discount on legal fees, even if you cancel. So I don't want to do myself a disservice here, but if you want any legal advice, or particularly around divorce, sign up to the free trial, speak to our lawyers, you get unique discounts up to a maximum of 25% off legal fees there. And even if you end up cancelling our free trial, you benefit massively. Um, so remember to check out mylegalclub.co.uk, sign up to the free newsletter. Thank you and goodbye.